Good evening, hushlings, and welcome. I present your preceptors to the underbelly of the void, the whispers of conjecture, and the known of the unknown. Thus begins the conclave of the Hush Hush Society. Fireplace mantle business. You were the artist in the family. Allison, I'm not going back home. Look at where I live. I have lights. I have plumbing. I have heat. Why would I ever leave all this to go raise a barn and churn butter? Come on. But he is Amish. He can't change that. Come home, stepbrother. There's a hole digging this Saturday. I'm not coming home to dig a hole. I got a great job and a new girlfriend. Girlfriend? But I thought ye and I were to be married one day. Ye and I never had sex. She watches porn. She does things you can't imagine. I... I bet I can match her freakiness, stepbrother. My imagination is vast. <laughs> Greetings, Hustilians. Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour, where we journey into the world of conspiratorial mysteries and dark truths. I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. And as always, we're joined by our resident fluffer, Slick Frank Sanders. Fluff, 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 fluff it up, fluff it up. Getting fluff, fluff it up. Do people know what fluffers are? I Some might not. I thought it was a pillow fluffer. I thought you were going up in there fluffing the pillows before the yeah. shoot. Getting them thick. Yeah. Nice and dense. Hushlings, if you're unaware, uh, fluffers are people that are on adult uh, movie sites that keep the adult stars ready to go, either as a male or a female. So it works both ways. Just imagine me with a fireman hose of like <laughs> Astro Glide. <laughs> You have like Viagra on your pocket, like a change dispenser from a guy at a carnival or something, an arcade. No, more like Duffman or like <laughs> Batman with a utility belt of Blue Chew. Dave, we're in the podcast game. It's Blue Chew. It's always Blue oh. Chew. Yeah, Viagra doesn't go here. My coworkers call them greenies. Uh, one of them gets some sort of green erection pill or something and they sell them and they call them greenies it's like blue rhino 69 the, at the gas yeah, station the blue rhinos the blue rhino 1600 <laughs> that pill is like that big it's a horse pill in case anybody out there is wondering the gas station rhino pill is the most effective pill over the counter is it it is makes you harder than the eiffel tower huh Hushlings, for our steamy 69th debriefing, we are grabbing the tissues, the lotion ones, as well as our favorite moisturizer, and we are filling up the search bar and exploring the web, opening up all the tabs on various adult entertainment business conspiracies, and we will definitely be deleting the browser history afterwards. Definitely. Are you guys on incognito mode? 
<laughs> Never. I live life on the edge. <laughs> no, bro. I leave all my tabs open. Yep. Bookmarks and all. I'd be doing this shit at the library, dog. <laughs> Is the government aware of porn and its power, which could have been developed by the MK Ultra program to regulate things like birth rates and keep people addicted to it or enslaved mentally? We cover other topics that include cryptocurrency mining in the porn industry, as well as sex trafficking, anti-Semitic, anti-porn groups, the culture of weird dating apps, and the psychology of cracking one out. But before we crack open one of our favorite porn mags and bust into a gym sock, just want to remind you of all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget... Hushlings, we, as always, we appreciate all that you do for us in regards to reviews. Apple Podcasts, Spotify is the easiest five-star rating. You can just go to our show page and leave us a star rating. No need for signing in or leaving a comment or anything like that. It's the easiest review that you can leave, and it helps us to become a better show. Furthermore, check out our website, www.hushhussociety.com. There you can find all of our episodes, the blogs, which involve topics that won't really turn into full episodes or elaborations on episodes we've already done, as well as the links to our merch, all of our guests, and you know you, you can find your way to all of our social medias, as well as our Rockfin. Yes, definitely check out the Rockfin tab. It's a direct link to our HD video portion of the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. Or you can go to www.rockfin.com slash hush hush society. Super easy. Hit the subscribe button and new videos every couple weeks. All right, boys, before we venture onto our journey into the internet and all things adult, just want to ask you a real quick question. What is the weirdest and or most disturbing thing that you've come across in your research? All right. Well, when I was in middle school, uh, you know, right after we got out, hopped off the bus, one of my buddies brings me to his house. He's like, uh, check out my cool new drum set. And then he brings me to the TV and he's like, oh, check out this SpongeBob porn. And he puts the SpongeBob porn on the TV. And the, <laughs> this uh, this dude is fully dressed up as SpongeBob SquarePants. His body is like seven feet wide. And it's like this super weird oblong <laughs> costume. And his like dick was painted yellow and spongy. And then the female... <laughs> actress she's dressed up as sandy cheeks and she's got like a fishbowl over her head and you know the fake tail and the whole nine uh, astronaut costume sort of deal it was super bizarre it was really weird did he make the noises <laughs> yeah 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 dude he talked like spongebob it was really fucking weird yeah it take really that. Weird. <laughs> you know like <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> the parody porn is always the funniest it's yeah. always the best. You know, some people just watch that stuff for entertainment. They'll just yeah. watch parody <laughs> porn just because. It's always the friend, though, that is like, hey, come here. Let me show you something. And mine, which was not something I found on my own time, was a certain ex-roommate of Mike's. And we were getting ready for a party. And we we're setting up beer pong table. And he's like, hey, come here. Go into his room. He's got his computer on his desk. He's like, check this out. 
he's on YouTube or whatever you porn or whatever it was back at back then. It was well, quite a while ago. And he's like, check this out. And it's just a stallion having the best day of his life or probably the worst day of his life having sex with a human being. And then he's like, I got pigs, I got goats. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, I don't need to see any more of this because it was it was horrendous. It's got folders on folders. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. It literally had folders. The bestiality thing is very fucking off-putting. I can never understand that. Yeah. People go see donkey shows. For me, disclaimer, it's very hard for me to be off-put by pornography in general because in my early years, I worked in a lot of adult stores. But I would have to say, along the lines of like those parody things, was this very weird video of aliens doing an abduction of a girl but all their fingers were dicks so <laughs> just two hands with five dicks why do i feel like that's actually something we've joked about it's it's a scary thing yeah a quick overview of pornography and its history which it actually goes far deeper than this blanket statement but here it is in a nutshell. Pornography is the depiction of sexual conduct in books, photos, sculptures, films, and other media in order to elicit sexual enjoyment. In many cultures throughout history, open portrayals of sexual acts were frequent and often shown in religious contexts. Phallic imagery and portrayals of orgiastic situations were common in ancient Greece and ancient Rome. While Japan had a highly developed culture, a visual erotica to their own. I like the Japanese adult industry. Everything is very blurry. Except for tentacles. Except for tentacles. Tentacles are the star. Veiny tentacles, too. They got them little suction cups to get right up in there. <laughs> Some of the best animes I've watched have featured tentacles. In Europe, for example, by 1837, there were more than 50 pornographic stores on Hollywell Street in London. Pornography flourished in Britain and the United States throughout the Victorian era, despite the era's taboos on sexual subjects. The inventions of photography and eventually motion pictures in the 19th century were soon put to use in the making of pornography, in magazines creating visual fantasies and making celebrities in the process. Yeah, that did explode a whole industry of creating new stardom, which is even now opening up a non-porn mag, like a Victoria's Secret catalog, and people might have been your first access to anything close to that. And by the 1990s, it was widely available on networks like HBO, Cinemax, and then you can purchase it on VHS, DVD, probably Laserdisc at one point. And now it's at your fingertips on your smartphones through the access of the internet. And kind of was in the early 2000s as well with the Napster and BearShare and those types of torrent websites. Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy's a piece of shit, actually. He was just recently indicted for, like, mad rape. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Mad sexual assault. That dude is a piece of shit. I am not surprised. He he looks like a fucking Whopper rapper. Like, 
<laughs> the piece of paper that comes on a whopper, like he is the physical embodiment of that. So for him to rape a bunch of people, I am not surprised. But there was this big thing. And again, from my previous knowledge, there was this big thing in the 90s and early 2000s of featuring male adult stars that looked like the everyday Joe because it would put into an average person's head that, hey, this guy's a fat piece of shit. I'm a fat piece of shit. So if he can bang chicks, so can I. So it was like this weird thing where men buying these videos would see people like Ron Jeremy or Max Hardcore or all these different people that look like regular Joes. And they would kind of feel a sense of hope. No, I hear what you're saying, though. There's there's some relation to that. There's some some vibing to be done with that, which just led to more consumption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we'll get into later. Fun fact, Hushlings. Stats from 2006 to 2021 show that global pornography income reached from 15 to 97 billion, with a big B, dollars, which was more than the revenue of Microsoft, Google, Amazon, eBay, Yahoo, Apple, and Netflix combined. Holy shit. That's a lot of money. It is very interesting that that money is still that high in numbers when you consider, especially nowadays, that most pornography, at least on the internet, is free. Obviously, there's some membership websites out there and some premium stuff that people pay for. OnlyFans being one of them. There's ways that money has been made without you having to pay for your free enjoyment. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's got to be ad revenue on those yeah. websites, uh, little banners. You get like the ones on the side. It's like, you want to get jerked off by somebody in your apartment building? Get on this <laughs> website right now. You won't last five minutes playing this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's some Moloch looking giant three dong thing that's just it's literally Shrek. Yeah. There's hot horny single moms five miles away from you. I mean, I bet there are, but it doesn't mean they want to say hi to me. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> listening to you right now is like, well, we know what these guys look at when they're not doing the show. <laughs> Shrek porn. You're right. You're we right. We know all the banners. <laughs> Why does pornography stimulate us in such powerful ways? What are the psychological happenings and brain mechanisms or chemistry going on here? We humans, like most other animals, have used sex as a basic natural desire to reproduce from since the beginning of time. As a result, we're most often drawn to everything relating to sex as a signal to meet our urge. And when that sex is depicted so clearly... As in pornographic content, we are naturally intrigued and drawn to it. Is it kind of like the car crash concept where everybody's like, yeah, except a bunch of dicks are crashing into women. <laughs> That's why you got to watch scissor porn. <laughs> pornographic visual stimuli override the brain's reward system and flood it with unnaturally extended dopamine levels. This neurotransmitter, which is frequently connected with the reward anticipation, also functions to encode memories and information into the brain. Now, with porn, this adaptation implies that when the body needs something, such as food or sex, the brain recalls where to go 
and how to get the same pleasure. Pornhub.com. I just had the absolute best idea. What's that? We do claymation for the cryptid eroticas. Oh my God. <laughs> just spend months putting together a six minute fucking erotica. <laughs> and then we upload it to Pornhub. Perfect. Not Dude, a bad come idea. on. Come on. That's how we're making money from now on. You heard it here first, Hushlings. We're making claymation videos of cryptid erotica and uploading it to Pornhub. We're going to make an OnlyFans. Yeah, there you go. Even better. We'll make our own OnlyFans. That's such a good idea. It is. It is. Did you know that men actually produce more serotonin? And this is the hormone that's known to promote good mood and relaxation. In some people, serotonin can also lead to drowsiness after orgasm. Leave me alone, I'm going to sleep. (laughs) And women produce more oxytocin. Oxytocin is also known as the love or bonding hormone, which promotes feelings of intimacy and closeness, (laughs) like cuddling post-coitus. So what does the oxytocin have to do with her making a sandwich afterwards. Oh my god. Respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully. She's actually probably more apt to do that because of the love and bonding. No, I heard a joke in like 2006. I don't know who it was. It might have been Rogan saying, "No, oxytocin keeps you from eating your fucking kids." That happens a lot in nature. The devouring of babies by the mother. It happens a lot in the animal kingdom. Some think that the newer age of access at your fingertips has brought about even more radical categories of porn. One of our members of the Hushtillian branch sent us a message about step family members. We're talking stepmothers, stepfathers, stepbrothers, stepsisters, stepcousins, step, you know, step everything. Even full blown incestual porn being a preference, not to mention pedophilia. The whole young schoolgirl thing is kind of weird. Yeah. It's cringy. I feel like, would that be something that you'd be into if you didn't go to a private Catholic school? Or is it just like some weird young thing? Because these porn stars nowadays, they look like they're just 18. Big yikes. The other thing that's always weird is girls with braces. Yeah, that was always very fucking creepy to me. Inevitably, people are getting braces when they're young. Like it's it's mm-hmm. a very small percentage of people getting braces well into adulthood. It doesn't happen very often. It happens, but not often. That's attributed to like younger people, people in their teens. The whole step parent brother sister thing is really popular people mm. mom help yeah. i'm stuck in the dryer <laughs> yeah your dad's not going to be home from work until tomorrow like oh yeah the stepmom thing is very popular the stepdaddy thing is now very popular now too yeah. but it's weird that it rides that very thin line like thinly veiled line of incest almost you could set up entire porn scenes and it's you know, it's done a million times a day. You set up porn scenes where you don't have to name who's who. You don't have to say, oh, that's my stepmom. That's my stepsister. But like when you put it into these titles, you're putting it into people's minds that there is this like 
familial closeness there, but in the background, you put this barrier on it to make it okay. Well, it's not really your sister. It's not really your brother. It's your stepbrother. It's your stepsister. But it's that thought process, right? It's weird. Like, especially in such a personal moment with yourself and your imagination. Like, if that's the first thing you're going to, teach their own. But it's weird as mm. fuck. Mm-hmm. This feeling of wanting and needing the same type of stimulus is pretty addictive. And the addicted sensation, such as a porn site in this case, is what connects them. Cravings for sex are comparable to desires like alcohol or narcotics, even gambling. It's an overpowering compulsion or temptation that is so intense that you feel you must have it. It's an out-of-control sensation, a feeling of never being fulfilled or a perpetual fight to regain control of something that's on autopilot. Despite the unfavorable repercussions, you continue to engage in the behavior. You guys know any porn addicts? Probably. I know myself pretty well. (laughs) Again, again, in middle school, when all that shit was happening, friends showing each other weird porn that they found or like yo you gotta check out this video we had this one friend in our friend group who was like an open porn addict and at that age i guess it's hard to define yourself as an addict i feel like it's probably more so a problem once you're like a full-blown adult and you know you're still practicing that same habit but he would brag to us about watching porn and enjoying it thoroughly for five six seven hours a day after school he would come into school the next day and be like guys i jerked off for six hours yesterday and holy shit yeah yeah and we would always tell him like dude you're fucked up you need help i don't know if that guy still liked that but now that brings us to the question a big old question was pornography hijacked at some point by one of the ABCs and weaponized or even created as part of the MK Ultra program? Now, we've talked a lot about MK Ultra since it was previously first talked about in season one. And our second episode ever, we talked about a operation that the CIA carried out called Midnight Climax. We actually have a shirt still on our website for sale our Operation Midnight Climax shirt, and it was a subproject of Project MKUltra. It was founded in order to investigate the effects of LSD on non-consenting persons. Clients were lured back to the safe houses by prostitutes on the CIA payroll, where they were secretly plied with a variety of narcotics, including LSD, and monitored behind one-way glass. One of the shadiest... CIA operations ever. Now you got to ask yourself, is this possibly a government endeavor and are they well aware of its use and power or could they possibly be using it against us to control birth rates? Population control is number one. If you're shooting in a, in a sock or a toilet and not in a the love of your life, <laughs> <laughs> you would make it babies. Porn's influence on individuals is beginning to be recorded, and the consequences of porn usage are incredibly diverse. It may be a harmful sort of sexual education for children and teenagers who acquire unrealistic, emotionally distant, 
and frequently aggressive sexual expectations. BDSM, furry stuff, animal stuff, you know, stepmother stuff, all that. That is one extremely negative effect of taking in pornography on a regular basis. And this is something that you can see also within the industry. It's been around for a while, but mostly starts early in the 2000s, is this overtone of violence within adult movies. So you have maybe forced, not necessarily sexual assault, but forceful entry or forceful coercion, slapping, choking, things of that nature, some sort of pain happening within certain scenes and movies. That becomes more prevalent as time goes on, and it's almost second nature now within movies that are currently being made and are currently being distributed. Yeah, I think with the violence aspect, there are some people that do like that shit. So I don't know if it's from the influence from seeing it in the industry that it's portrayed in, and that just kind of bypasses your normal thought process and being like, okay, well, this is normal and I like it. Just think about the verbiage in itself, if you really take a moment to think about that. We're all guilty of it. Males, females, doesn't matter. But it's what we've been conditioned to think and feel like when it comes to sex, is that when you're discussing something or you're talking about your sexual exploits, you're saying, yeah, I railed her. Or she's saying, yeah, I got railed. Or, you know, respectfully, respectfully. Respectfully got absolutely fucking demolished. Yeah, but but like <laughs> like I said, think about the verbiage that's being used in describing these things. Something similar to that of a car being compacted. Very similar, yes. It also, the unrealistic body image stuff that a lot of people go through now with with porn i think got a little wonky in the 90s with all the fake everything it's definitely made it really unrealistic for people who think that that's how every single person is Mm. and they might not be and that gets you into hot water in relationships once you start becoming sexual i would imagine if you do have some of that weird repressed aggressiveness but along the lines of what you're saying mentioning the way that certain actresses or actors look it's like we said before mentioning how the everyday man was featured in late 90s 90s early 2000s movies now it's kind of that way with female stars where in the 90s and 2000s you had the super busty super built body of a woman over the top type of thing now it's the opposite it's the everyday girl the girl that you think that you can acquire and is that something that's becoming more detrimental psychologically to males as we intake these things and as we're viewing them and as we're looking at them is that becoming more detrimental because now before we could look at these things and we could say oh well that is an unattainable female image but now we look at it and we go that looks like the girl that i go to school with That looks like the girl that lives next door to me. It is that underlying level of this is an attainable person. What are we thinking in our minds? Now we're going to meet a female who looks like these girls. Are we thinking they like it rough? They like these things. 
that we are seeing and we're translating that into our real lives. It's weird because it's just taking the natural aspect and creating a fake facade. A lot of people are, are definitely addicted to this. And both adults, both men and women who are addicted to pornography might suffer from psychological imbalances. It is also an influence on relationships since it denies the concept of consent, monogamy, stability, and the link of sexuality to human birth, like we said. More so than ever, people are using contraceptives and birth control, IUDs, and getting things snipped on both sides of the spectrum, men and women. The birth rate thing is definitely interesting, and the population control thing is interesting because, like I said before, if it's not going in someone, it's not making people. A side effect of porn consumption also results in something known as the Coolidge effect, a phenomenon seen in mammalian species whereby males and to a lesser extent female, exhibit renowned sexual interest if introduced to a new receptive sexual partner. The neurological mechanism is one of the primary reasons for the wide array and addictiveness of pornography. Additional consequences of porn usage include an unwillingness to commit to a relationship, which will result in entire generations being hesitant to engage or remain in stable partnerships, based on faithfulness and monogamy. Because a solid relationship is one of the primary requirements for starting a family, porn usage influences the desire to have children, as we mentioned. Gary Wilson, author of Your Brain on Porn, Internet Pornography, and the Emerging Science of Addiction, states repeated dopamine spikes lead to desensitization. He says, quote, When dopamine receptors drop after too much stimulation, the brain doesn't respond as much, and we feel less reward from pleasure. That drives us to search even harder for feelings of satisfaction, for example, by seeking out more extreme sexual stimuli longer porn sessions, or more frequent porn viewing, thus further numbing the brain, end quote. So your buddy with his five-hour spank sessions, just overexerting himself after school. <laughs> no, guys, I can't come out. My mom doesn't let me leave the house, and you're just cracking off into the shower for six hours. <laughs> Yikes. If you think about it also in the way of if you're in a monogamous relationship, or even if you're not, just in some sort of sexual relationship with another person, if they are not performing something that you've seen in pornography or that you are stimulated to in pornography, then it may keep you from being sexually stimulated. The consumption of the pornography could affect your sexual relationship because you're watching videos of act A, B, and C, but your wife or girlfriend or whatever sexual partner doesn't like to do A, B, or C. It's not getting you off. That dopamine isn't there. And then you're like, wah, wah, wah. But one thought that I just that just came back to me about the aggressive porn that Mike was mentioning earlier was that website, what was it, Captain Stabbin, where if they didn't bang him, they'd throw him overboard. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. That sounds awesome. But it gave off that image, like, if you don't fuck me because of the implication. But are they, like, pirates? No, it was a dude with, like, a little motorboat. 
Oh, I thought it was like some pirate cosplay sort of deal. No, if they did it with pirates, it would probably be more interesting. But they have made a, a pirates parody, I think like a trilogy. But it was just a dude with a John boat <laughs> on a lake with prostitutes. No, this guy was literally like, I think it was in Miami. And this guy would have a motorboat with a small cabin and take it's like bang bus, but they took him on a boat. And if they didn't, it was probably stage, but from what we're going to get into, it probably wasn't. Bang buoy. Yeah, bang buoy. (laughs) Hushlings will return after this short message. Greetings, fellow members. Join your brethren as we travel just outside Waco and attempt to infiltrate a compound at Mount Carmel, Texas. A religious organization that was eventually run by a man named Vernon Howell, now known as David Koresh. He considered himself as the Lamb from the Book of Revelation. During his teachings and preparation of the end times, he exercised his authority by taking spiritual wives from among the group's unmarried members. Some of which allegedly were teenagers. His intentions were to create a new lineage of children who he believed would eventually rule the world. Coupled with child abuse charges and a retail gun business, they began to attract the attention of legal authorities. In February of 1993, the ATF raided the property, and a lengthy standoff between the group and government agents followed. Four federal agents, 80 members, including their leader, died when the Mount Carmel complex was burned to the ground following an attempted entrance and siege. Gather with the boys, live on Monday, March 20th, for some future happenings about the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour and our 70th debriefing. The Branch Davidians. Hushlings, we'd like to let you know that Rockfin is officially the home of the new Hush Hush Society video content. It is the exclusive home to all of our debriefings, declassified discussions, and all of our video content. It's very easy to go over there, rockfin.com forward slash Hush Hush Society, and you can subscribe to our channel. And be sure to check out our website, the one-stop shop for everything Hush-related. There you can find all of our blogs, our audio debriefings, links to our merch, as well as all of our social media links. Lastly, if you love our show and want to support us in becoming a better podcast, look us up on Patreon. We've got a ton of exclusive content over there for only $5 a month. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Hush Hush Society. And as always, Hushlings, we would welcome you to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere that you're able to leave us a rating, including our website. Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. August Marat, who is a Dallas area English teacher holding a Master of Arts in Humanities and a Master of Education in Educational Leadership, says pornography has effectively sterilized whole generations of men who now lack the initiative to marry and have children. She said it, not me. Valid, right? Valid point. Listen, I've consumed thousands of hours of pornography. (laughs) And I have a child. Has it effectively sterilized a whole generation or two yet? I don't think it's happened yet. No. I think it could be something that maybe an issue in the future but then again there are so many p 
people that are religious. There are so many people that don't have access to this stuff or don't have the inclination towards it that I don't think we need to worry about the human population taking a fucking deep dive because of pornography. Yeah, over just porn. There's so many factors that decrease birth rates that we're seeing. I mean, this probably plays a factor. But I wouldn't say this is the only culprit that we have to look at. Are we going to go extinct from jerking off? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Now, another question is, why do Western nations have free and limitless access to porn, despite evidence that it can be harmful to our brains? And another question in that question, is it part of a nefarious plan to keep people in a lower frequency or mentally enslaved state? Do you guys think that this is an attempt to keep people in a lower frequency. It's very possible, but I also think that it's mostly to do with revenue. I think it's just a huge, huge opportunity to make a ton of money. I'll just say this. If you don't watch porn, sex is awesome. And if you watch a lot of porn, sex is still awesome, but it's like, not dulled down, but I, I don't know. It, it, it puts you at a lower frequency, and I don't know if it's intentional or not. Have either of you participated in No Nut November? I always lose on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it's November. I forget every time. Yeah, no, 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 me either. But 12.01 on Halloween night. <laughs> ah, shit. Forgot to fill the pumpkin. It's going to go bad and rot. Forgot to fill the pumpkin. Are we the only country that has full access? Obviously, there's other countries where they don't allow it at all. No, other countries have full access. I couldn't tell you what countries don't allow it at all, but we're not the only ones that have full access. Probably China. North Korea probably has like god tier porn that we're not allowed to see. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The secret benefit to living in North Korea. It's just chicks getting banged while hitting nuclear weapons buttons. <laughs> oh, North Korean porn is chicks getting banged, but respectfully. But all of the dude actors look like Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Every adult movie made in North Korea features Kim Kim Jong Un on the South Korean border to make it that much more spicy. We've got one listener from South Korea, so hopefully we'll get some email from them about this. That guy is dead. He is dead already. We saw what you were listening to. You might be asking yourself, how does this play into spirituality? And when the seven chakras are aligned, we feel strong and full of love. However, they must all be focused on for spiritual healing. Without stabilizing the bottom chakras, the rest becomes shaky and it begins to affect the quality of life. The lower chakras consist of the root chakra, the sacral chakra, and the power center. These three chakras look after your physical and emotional identity, as well as your self-image and your relationship to the physical world. The lower chakras are the chakras that keep you grounded and connected to the world. If they're not aligned, or if you consume this type of content, it essentially activates the reptilian brain. So that primal part of you. 
I've never gotten into that, like the aligning of chakras, the whole spiritual aspect, but it would make sense that that would tie into lower frequency type of shit, you know, more negative downer drawn energies. For sure. I think there's some validity to it. I also haven't gotten incredibly into it, but I think there's something to it. Well, disclaimer on the next part. This is the shitty nitty gritty portion of the porn industry. And one major topic that seems to come into question when you're talking about the sex industry is how prevalent is sex trafficking? Big question. We know that we are covering the basis of the porn industry here, and there are other facets of this industry that seem to bleed together, like the strip club industry, escort services, massage parlors, prostitution. In a sense, with those other industries, there's definitely trafficking happens, so this one would probably be no different. And in legal terms, sex trafficking is as follows. Quote, Sex trafficking is the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, obtaining, patronization, or soliciting of a person for the purpose of a commercial sex act in which the commercial sex act is induced by force, fraud, or coercion, or in which the person included to perform such an act has not attained 18 years of age. That is, that is the legal fact. And you might be wondering, what the fuck is a commercial sex act? Well, it's defined as any sex act on account of which anything of value is provided to or received by any individual. Uh, so prostitution or adult movie making. In other words, sex trafficking occurs when someone is forced tricked, or blackmailed into performing any sexual act in return for money, safety, or to avoid punishment. So it has to so be like forced. A like a pimp. To be deemed a victim of trafficking, a person does not have to technically be moved from point A to point B. They could be stuck in this daily lifestyle of exploitation. That's something that I think a lot of people don't associate with trafficking we're having it stay put like you could have been kidnapped or trafficked from the same town that you're living in but you're working in a building that you can't leave yeah until you do all this, this stuff they just had a big sting in san diego where 48 people some as young as 13 were trafficked in a house jesus that's twisted yeah we have a quote from an interview from someone who has experienced something like this in the industry and we removed her name and the affiliates for legal and their privacy. The quote from the unnamed individual goes as follows. The worst scene I ever did was during my first couple of weeks in the business. The agent who handled all of my bookings called me the day before the scene and said it would be similar to a solo scene. Once inside the studio, I learned that the men lined up outside had been recruited by an ad in the LA Weekly to come and ejaculate on a young porn actress's face. She called her agent and protested. My agent told me that I had to do it and if I can't, he would charge me and I would lose other bookings. Come one, come all. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, as a person who has met 
plenty of adult stars in my day. This is actually a pretty regular thing within the industry is thinking that you're going to do one thing and then realizing that you're doing things 10 times worse. That's terrible. Another girl came forward as a Jane Doe with allegations against the company Girls Do Porn. Girls Do Porn, or GDP, was a pornographic website and production firm that compelled young ladies to appear in sexual movies. The firm promoted the ladies portrayed as youthful amateurs doing porn for the first time, capitalizing on the, quote, casting couch concept. She was stated from an interview. Quote, I was really scared. I didn't know if they were going to kill me. Watching the video now, I can see it in my eyes, the quivering of my lips and my voice. I know exactly how I was feeling in that moment. But to anyone else who sees it, they see it the way they want, and they think I was complicit, end quote. Yikes. Yeah. Kill you? Also getting girls addicted to drugs, to narcotics, opiates so that they become dependent upon their agents or directors or production uh, studios. That's pretty prevalent also. The website was taken down in January of 2020 after a court action was decided granting Jane Doe $12.7 million in damages from the copyrights and the movies the victims were involved in. Over 50 GDP exploitation survivors filed a lawsuit against Pornhub's parent company, MindGeek, in December of 2020 for allegedly profiting from images and videos of their sex trafficking nightmares and failing to properly moderate MindGeek-owned sites for the abusive videos, settling for more than $80 million in 2021. Now, Hushlings, if you remember, in our BlackRock episode, we did point out that MindGeek was a company that was owned by a friend of a friend of a friend of an associate of BlackRock. So they are loosely connected to this giant, giant company. One thing happening now, too, is I think one of the some YouTube or TikTok personality is suing or attempting to sue a website for using her face on AI porn. Mm, mm -hmm. And that's becoming crazy. Yeah, the deep fake stuff. Yeah. I think that's happening a lot. You're definitely going to start to see a lot of celebrities or stars, different people in different industries, start to file these lawsuits once they realize how many deep fake videos exist of them. It's going to be a bigger thing than most people think. I mean, obviously those videos are going to survive throughout the internet because the internet is forever. But yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a bigger thing once AI really settles in and it becomes kind of hard to tell what's AI generated and what's not. Not even in just the porn industry in general. No, just everything in general. Yeah. Interesting statistic that I was pretty overwhelmed by. Uh, according to the International Labor Organization, 3.8 million adults and 1 million children, now that's one in five, were victims of forced sexual exploitation worldwide in 2016, with women and young girls being 99% of the victims. So 2016, now it's, I hate to say it, it's probably worse now. Oh, yeah. Probably and, easily doubled. 
Yeah, this happens a lot. The pandemic really screwed the fucking pooch on this one. Not intended for you bestiality freaks out there, all right? You know? No, you and your fucking horses are safe. <laughs> with with a statistic that large, you almost have to think this has to be intentional in some way, shape, or form. If it's not directly intentional, like, yeah, we're we're going to directly make sure that people are trafficked or make sure that these people are in films some force some entity somehow is enabling this if not through just mass media porn just the culture of this shit just the culture of this is enabling that statistic and by not stopping it it's sort of intentional and how much is this related to not to use a buzzword in the conspiracy world but how much of this is related to grooming in the way of making it commonplace to look at adult stars that look like they're younger have braces are in that schoolgirl type of setting to make it seem normal to normalize these things to everyday males maybe and this this would be a scary scary correlation if if there is any kind of connection but maybe that also has to do with the rise of pedophilia in the past few years is that there is this inclination for certain males to watch these adult movies and see these girls essentially playing out being younger girls. And then they start to get into that thing. And that becomes their new thing. I'm not saying that there's any connection, but. No, there's there's some validity to that. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of this goes into nurture versus nature, just like most other things surrounding this sort of subject, whether it's violence or pedophilia or serial killers, whatever. Nurture versus nature. And I was thinking that same thing when we were talking about the violence aspect of pornography, whether having that subject matter in your face is increasing it or if it was just always there and this is just sort of normalizing it for you, enabling you to act it out in reality. And the same thing could go for the pedophilia. There might be people, maybe there's people that are born like that in some fucked up way and they know that it's wrong and they know that that's immoral. And then they see this on the internet, on their cell phone and it's normalized somehow for them. And then they go and act it out. Or maybe that's not the case at all, like you said, and they were just going to do it anyways. They were going to act out on that impulse either way. Who's to say? Well, it gives them material to feed into that addiction. If that's the case. I want to be really clear, though, from this statistic that we were just talking about, that doesn't mean that 3.8 million people are trafficked into the porn industry and all the porn industry is negative. There's plenty of normal folk that work in that industry and are probably not forced or coerced. So just to not shit on the entire industry, if you're listening, that there are probably in a slightly weird moral 
window of that industry, not all of them are trafficking girls and boys into sex on camera. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, this has been something that's been in culture since essentially the beginning of civilization, the pornography and the depiction of sex. It's not going anywhere. It just might be capitalized and influenced in a poor manner by some sort of powers that be, maybe. There's mosaics and hieroglyphics of people blowing each other, pile drive standing 69s, oh, the whole nine. I watched an episode of Ancient Aliens last night where George Suclos was showing fucking aliens fucking people on the top of the pyramids. George Suclos was powerbombing an alien. (laughs) (laughs) And David Childress was watching in a leather chair in the corner of the room. Oh, my God. Smoking a pipe. (laughs) Cuck alien porn. (laughs) Oh... Hushlings, what we're going to talk about next might seem very weird and that it doesn't go along with this conspiracy talk, but let's get into anti-Semitism. From the 1970s to the present, there has been a far-right conspiracy theory of a Jew-led, quote, porn conspiracy in the United States and beyond. The belief that Jews undermine the patriarchal sexual order by propagating, quote, obscene cultural goods and posed a challenge to white supremacy can be dated back at least to the late 19th century. That is something that we talked about in our Holocaust denial episode part one, where there were claims of anti-Semitism and claims that Jews were bringing in uh, pornographic material and obscene things of that nature to undermine the culture of the land that they were in. The allegation of a porn conspiracy interwoven in the wider anti-Semitic notion of a Jewish-led and anti-white government of minority racism has gained traction in the United States. Currently, some use anti-pornography to propagate anti-Semitic conspiracy notions beyond the extreme right, as well as into the mainstream. Here's a few examples of this rhetoric. In his anti-Semitic manifesto, John Ernest, the guy who opened fire on the Poway Shabbat in 2019, said that Jews are to blame for, quote, leading people to fall into sin with their participation in trafficking pornography. End quote. Former Ku Klux Klan Grand Wizard David Duke commented that pornography is motivated by racial hatred against Europeans and that Jews see pornography as a weapon of revenge for real or imagined European wrongs against the Jews from the time of the Romans to modern day. That's angry. A portion of American evangelicism developed a complicated demonic end-of-the-world perspective, fusing the 1970s with deliverance ministries and newspaper prophecy theology. Whereas end-of-the-world speculators in the 1970s stressed the revival of the nation of Israel as a sign of Christ's second coming, and in the 1980s they emphasized the increase of destructive occult activities as a sign that the end was near. So they're saying that this whole satanic panic in the 80s and now the revival of the satanic panic is because of a 
Jewish led porn organization. Yep. Seems like a stretch. Four trends were supposed to be part of the satanic elite's grand plan. Family disintegration, the dispersion in the mental health community, activist hostility to victimization, and an evangelical anticipation of increased occult activity. Agenda 2030, Tavistock. It's probably in the process that that degradation of mental health amongst the masses. And again, just like depopulation, I don't think porn is the sole proprietor of, of this degradation. I don't think that porn is the one and only big bad guru that's ruining humanity, but it's definitely a cog in the machine. I think Mm -hmm. it plays a role. I don't think that there's any main thing that is going to do in humanity or society. I think just like pornography, everything is a cog, Mm -hmm. but all these things together are the downfall of us as a people. Porn and Coca-Cola, that'll wipe out a human race. I I guess my real quick thought before we move on about the anti-Semitic portions of this, it really all kind of goes back to anything we talk about when it comes to something with Jewish people and these conspiracies. It all comes back at the financial system. And we know that Hollywood and the entertainment business is owned by people, I guess, of you could say they might be Jewish, they might not, they might not be actively practicing, they might not, they might be, who knows, but yeah, of somebody from a certain lineage. So that's really not conspiracy, that's just associating a business with someone's religion, so I don't know if that holds too much weight in the satanic panic for me. Now, one aspect of all of this where we talked about it a little bit before about unrealistic expectations, seeing super hot people naked, getting plugged up in all positions is dating apps and those uppers and downers of swiping right and getting a match. And uh, we have to ask hushlings, are you mindlessly swiping right and not getting a connection? Are you getting rejected? That probably is psychologically damaging. You know, I think I am lucky in that way of I have been in a relationship longer than those apps existed. Yep. I know that a family member of mine was going through an app like that and I had no idea what they were doing. And I I had to ask, you know, saying, what are you doing? What, what does left mean? What does right mean? And they would say, oh, well, you swipe this way to, if you like them, swipe this way if you don't. It's such a weird thing. It's It does play into that whole dopamine thing. And it's it's a very odd thing to almost gamify relationships. Because that's essentially what you're doing, is you're gamifying a relationship by swiping left, swiping right. You are making these motions and making these decisions based purely on physical appearance, knowing nothing else about that person's, maybe their name, maybe their age, whatever it may be, but you're making that decision purely on physical basis. And these actions over and over 
Yeah. It's, oh, it's very weird. It's very odd to me. Maybe it's because I was never into it, but. Well, yeah, with these dating apps, they're designed to make you have those dopamine spikes, like you said. So it's like you kind of watching a 50-year-old action film, which has all the input from when you were in the 50s or the 60s, which is super exhilarating, to something like a Marvel movie now, where the input and stimuli is so much more. It's the same thing with cranking it into a Playboy in the 1960s than it is to watching you porn online right now. That could be precisely what these applications like Tinder and Plenty of Fish are designed to achieve, or in my mind, maybe just more so monetization, like you said before, just money grab. Mm. They are ad-based. And of course, the exaggerated stimuli can modify our expectations, reactions, and preferences, and we find ourselves less engaged, even bored by things that were formerly more exciting. And pornographic material has this impact on the brain, as we've said before. According to Dr. David Greenfield, the founder and medical director of the Center for Internet and Technology Addiction, and an assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at the University of Connecticut School of Medicine. David Greenfield goes on to say, quote, When you go on dating apps, you're playing with very primitive structures that aren't rational. A dating app match will produce a dopamine spike. In other words, it will activate the dopamine pathways and produce a feeling of reward and happiness. Dating apps are just big slot machines. It does feel like gambling. Especially now since dating apps, well even years ago, from my experience using a dating app, uh, they're filled with bots. It's been AI for years. So it's just lose, 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 maybe win big with a date and then lose, lose, lose. At least from a lot of people's experience, it's like gambling. Now, guys, one of the ones that I found really interesting that we didn't think about, and we did kind of touch on how these companies make money other than ad revenue, is that porn sites are allegedly using us to mine cryptocurrencies. Very interesting. This one may come as less a surprise to some technical listeners here, but there are websites that may utilize your computer's power to engage in cryptocurrency mining. So when porn users check each tabs, and we normally open several for a long time, it starts to join in a pool and mine. As a result, many porn sites will not function properly if JavaScript is deactivated. Hmm. Something I never thought about before. Me either. According to Vice, in 2018, 360 NetLab, a Chinese security outfit, utilized the program DNSMON to track the relationships between 241 domain names of the top 100,000 on the internet. According to the findings, some sites contain code that exploits the computer hardware of site users to execute computations that create Bitcoin and 49% of these sites were pornographic. This is known as crypto jacking. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the sense uh, that I'm that's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Harshlings, that will lead us into our Reddit portion of today's debriefing. You guys know the drill. Every single debriefing, we dive deep into the subreddits pertaining to the subject that we are covering and we just dig up the nastiest, filthiest, juiciest content that we can get our grimy little hands on just to deliver it to you, 
on a silver platter. And today's Reddit post comes from user Brazilian Sigma. And the post is titled The Anus Conspiracy. Strap in and strap on, hushlings. Here we go. There's an awful lot of anus porn that pops up when you turn off your browser filter. Like 80% of white women depictions showing them being plugged in the ass and instructing white males how in reality not to do their wife. The anus porn is false sex education intended to arrest white breeding. It's the wrong hole, dummies. The girls portrayed are no-name non-stars or celebrities, just random pretty jeans out there being squandered and going to waste while they're either earning 10 bucks or they're being given a whiff of blow. The next time some shitter porn comes on my screen, I'm tempted to smash it. I remember many times when I wanted to throw my TV out the window back in the 80s with all of the anti-cultural garbage that was televised. But this internet bung garbage is too much. He doesn't like the ass play. It is no. what it is. Now, there is a whole bunch of subreddits that are on Reddit, like relationship advice. And if you go to r slash relationship advice or r slash relationships, you get tons of really sad instances of people saying well you know my husband you know jerks off too much or this or that in a nutshell and you really can see the damage when you're seeing anonymous people just randomly posting to other redditors for relationship advice we could have put hundreds of those stories on this but to play devil's advocate on this there is a subreddit called it's actually a website too called no fap no fap guys and they say there is no porn conspiracy they're quoted, Christ Almighty, I'm tired of reading these posts. There's no giant porn conspiracy to keep us weak by the government or the Jews or the Freemasons or the space lizards. Why would the government want its citizens to be weak, unproductive, unable to both function in relationships and form stable families? They want us healthy so we can work, pay taxes, buy homes, and make babies. Pornography is widely available because it is deeply satisfying to huge numbers of people. Like many drugs, alcohol, junk food, and terrible television, and we live in a capitalist society. That's all. There's no man behind the curtain, just greedy people trying to make a buck and a fuck. Vote with your dollars and your eyeballs. So that's two perspectives. Listen, it could very well just be that. It could just be a huge money-making deal. It's capitalizing on instant gratification. Hmm. All right, Hushlings, let's get into our final thoughts about the adult industry and all the conspiracies that surround it. I'm interested in what we all think. This was deep. Let's uh, let's talk to Declassified Dave. Dave, what do you got for your final thought? I think with the porn industry, like any industry, there is going to be darkness to it. Like our cell phones that we have, lithium mining is terrible and done by children you might wear nikes that were made by some kid in a sweatshop in some other country the dark things that happen with sex trafficking and the abuse that happens with some of these people that get involved in the industry it's horrible most definitely shouldn't happen but with any industry these things are going to happen mcdonald's is still going to make cheeseburgers and porn sites are still going to make 
tons of money on porn, whether it be seeping into TikToks and Twitter and Instagram and all these other avenues. <sighs> Sex sells. I don't think there's anything wrong with what people are doing. If you are trafficking people and abusing them and coercing them and threatening to kill them and ruin their lives, you're just an asshole. But if you're someone who's got an OnlyFans and, like Mike said earlier, likes to get fucked, have fun. As long as you're not hurting somebody else or kids. Uh, for my final thoughts, I will say the trafficking part of it, I believe, is partially true. I do believe that the majority of it is just money making. It is people out there just making what they think is really good money doing something for a few hours a day or whatever it equals out to be. This is especially true for a lot of these stars that have been in these movies and in the industry for years upon years. If it was all about trafficking or coercing people into sex or forcing other people into sex, then I don't think that a lot of these stars would have stuck it out for as long as they have 20, 30 years in some cases. There is a lot of money to be made within production and writing and creating and even in the starring of these movies. Uh, psychologically, I do think it is fucking people up. But that goes along with anything that you could be addicted to, substances or drugs or alcohol or watching TV. It could be anything that you're addicted to could mentally and psychologically screw you. I don't think this is any different than any other kind of addiction. And if you do have a pornography addiction, call someone, talk to someone, take up a Reach hobby. Reach out to us. Reach out to us, talk to us about your addictions. We will listen to you. Absolutely. Slick Frog Sanders. Final thoughts on the great jerk off debate. Frog final thought. I mentioned most of my final thought periodically throughout the episode. I've stood a pretty firm ground on on where where I'm at with this topic. I do think a lot of it is money making. I do think a lot of it is instant gratification. I don't think that there's one big bad guy forcing this on the population to weaken us or in terms of population control, but it could be a cog in the machine that is controlling humanity. A small cog nonetheless. I'm more hyper-focused on the psychological aspect of it. I think it's not doing anybody any favors when it comes to addiction and instant gratification. Anything that gives you that dopamine hit right then and there nice and quick, no matter what it is, it's not good for you. Anything that you're getting that rush from instantly, it's just not good for you. I'm sorry. I don't think it's good for people's brains. I don't think it makes for healthy sexual relations. Meanwhile, it, it's good to have fun. It's good to fantasize, do whatever you're going to do. But whatever you're seeing on the featured page of Pornhub or X Hamster, RedTube, whatever it may be, just don't consider it to be you know, your normal working relationship because odds are that's probably not what it is. and You shouldn't expect it to be that way. One quick thought I was thinking of when you said that was the whole 
fact of instant gratification, you know, sex for us naturally could be a weeks, could be a weeks long, couple weeks long process just to get there naturally with human interaction with someone might yeah. be a one night thing might be on the first night, first date sparks fly might be weeks, might be months. Some people wait till marriage having that just by typing www is definitely probably psychologically not doing anybody any favors like you said yeah and mm -hmm. I, I wanted to elaborate on that a little bit in the dating app portion of that because like mike said I, i've been in a relationship long enough to where i haven't needed to use those apps and actually i'm strongly against them i don't think that's good for people as a whole i keep referencing the animal kingdom just in nature that's not natural and i get that humans aren't necessarily natural at this point in time we live in such a crazy time you're going against nature you're going against darwinism nature selection that it's just not there. physical appearance means nothing when you can alter how you look your social status means nothing when you can alter that through a keyboard Yes, and I do want to give credit where credit is due. The idea for this episode actually came from a listener, so we want to thank you for reaching out to us. As always, you can reach out to us if you have a topic you would like us to cover. We will definitely dive into it, so we appreciate you reaching out to us. Hushlings, that is going to do it for this debriefing. Was there anything that we missed? Anything that we should have discussed? Did we... Uh not get to the climax of the subject reach out to us email contact at hushhushsociety.com before we go just want to let you know about a project that we've been working on it is a red-pilled roundtable uh, we have done it with a few other podcasters that we've had on our show. We've been on their show, vice versa, some new voices, some guests, and we picked three topics and we discussed them amongst all of us. Dave, myself, and Frank are on three different roundtables. The topics are Flat Earth, the Book of Urantia, and Celebrity Sacrifices. So if you haven't heard those episodes, make sure that you do. You can find them on our show feed, or you can find them on the feeds of the other shows featured. So make sure to give those a listen. It is interesting to get different perspectives when you are working with different hosts. Also, our AMA episode is going to be coming in April, and we are looking for questions from you, our listeners, from you, our hushlings. If you would like to know anything about us or the show or conspiracies that we want to cover or things that we haven't covered or our thoughts or opinions on things, we will cover them in the show. You could leave us a voicemail on our website. You could send us an email, contact at hushhushsociety.com, or reach out to us on all our social medias. You know them by now. We will also be hosting our season finale live show on March 20th, and that'll be streaming everywhere on all listening platforms on March 27th. We'll be covering the Branch Davidians, and if the year keeps up the way it has been, expect some current news, some current topics, as well as some fun extras to be getting into. And our next exclusive debriefing for you patrons out there, it comes out in a couple days where we explore mysterious staircases in the middle of the forest. And that is only on Patreon. Hushlings, thanks for joining us. 
It's got my toilet paper. I'm declassified, Dave. <laughs> I'm Mystery Mike. And I'm Slick Frank Sanders. Until our next debriefing, remember, the best kept secrets are hidden in plain sight.